Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker, Barrett Ejectish, and Ryan Huang. Uh, it's time now for The Bigger Picture where we are turning our attention to oil. Mm, yes, indeed, and very relevant considering that travel is also opening up, but however, in a start-stop fashion. The OPEC oil cartel is actually set to make a decision tomorrow on what to do with its production plants, which have come under increased scrutiny in the last few months. Uh, Ryan, where might this go? Hey, Barty. So on the table is whether they want to continue returning more supply to the market as planned, which might drag down prices or cut back on that supply to keep prices stable. And of course, in light of the Omicron variant, things have been very cloudy in terms of the outlook. The markets have been trying to figure out what is the longer term impact. And we've seen oil prices swing in the past few days. On Friday, we saw a huge sell-off across most asset classes. Oil prices plunged more than 10%. That was their largest daily drop in more than a year. Then they recovered slightly and then now they're back down again. And it's quite volatile and For the month of November, they actually posted their biggest monthly fall in 20 months. To get a bigger picture, we've got Zhu Wei Wang. He is the manager for Asia for Oil Analytics at S&P Global Plats. Morning, Zhu Wei. How are you doing today? Good morning, Ryan. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. So we're glad to have you on. So let's take a step back to set a context up for this meeting by OPEC+. Plus. We've seen prices swing in the past few days and actually months. How much does the Omicron variant do to dampen the demand outlook for oil? Uh, thank you, Ryan. First of all, I think it's a great question now everybody is concerned about. And before that, I just want to everybody understand that it is not the first time that WHO uh, identify such kind of virus as a variant of concern. Before before that, we actually have uh, three kind of different uh, variants. They are gamma, beta, and delta had already been identified as the variant of concern. So gamma was less impactful before, but beta and especially delta actually was were more impactful when they are identified as the variant of concern. Uh, and second of all, uh, it is now still a little bit premature whether that we will conclude that Omicron will eventually cause more severe disease because it still takes a few weeks for all the scientists all over the world to uh, come out to that conclusion. But before that, we had already seen those kind of overreaction now from the market um, in the format of both prices as well as the you know, the, uh, the, the lockdowns or shutting down their borders, for example, from Israel, Japan, Australia in the past few days. Uh, such kind of overreaction actually uh, has uh, and will continue dampen all of those oil demand, especially from the aviation sector. Uh, actually, before the emergence of Omicron, we had already seen a very continuously uh, downwards pressure on the aviation sector. In fact, S&P Global Plus Analytics expect that by the end of this year, the international airline aviation demand will still be around less than 40 percent uh, lower than the pre-COVID-19 level, while for the other domestic airlines, a little bit better, but still around 20 percent lower than the 
pre-COVID-19 level. So once I think, uh, you know, all of those conclusions is, uh, is found in the coming weeks, I think the, uh, the sectors of aviation will be most severely impacted because of the emerging of Omicron. And lastly, but not the least, the gasoline demand as well as the gasoline, part of the gasoline demand, which is mostly concentrated in the road transportation sector, will also be potentially impacted because of Omicron uh, uh, as a result of potential more lockdowns in the coming months. Yeah, so it is a very good background to the um, setup for this meeting. And of course, um, one of the factors affecting or what's affecting the prices being set is uh, an equation of demand and supply. And we've got the IEA, the International Energy Agency, recently criticizing OPEC Plus for artificial tightness. So in effect, that supply is not where it should be. Is there a, any truth to this um, accusation? Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's, uh, I also saw that uh, the news. Uh, first of all, I think it's related with the supply and demand balance, right? Because if just looking in the market right after the emergence of the pandemic COVID-19 in the second quarter of last year, we are seeing tremendous amount of down pressure to the prices, uh, which, is, uh, which is why in the first place the OPEC Plus uh, initiated those kind of uh, 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 kind of market share strategy, leading to the plunging prices globally, uh, starting from second quarter of next year. However, starting from the third quarter of last year, we are seeing gradually normalization of the demand, or what called the uh, gradually recovery of all of those demand uh, 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 since the third quarter of last year. We are seeing the demand is actually uh, at a certain point surpassing the pace of the growth of the supply from the OPEC plus. And that is why we are seeing, especially now uh, in the third quarter of this year, we are seeing after the, uh, what we call the storm of Delta variant in Southeast Asia, we are seeing a stronger growth uh, in east of Suez uh, of, in terms of oil demand than that in the west of Suez. And that leading to a further tightness of the global supply and demand balance uh, starting from the third quarter of this year. So in general, Everybody now is just uh, looking towards to the final conclusion from the OPEC ministerial meeting uh, tomorrow. Uh, for now, I think uh, the weather that they will increase or hold off or even more aggressive, aggressively cut off their supply will be a very grave concern to the, all of the market participants in the oil markets. Uh, in the oil markets. Yeah, so OPEC does have a lot to figure out whether to cut back on production plans or to continue putting back more supply to the market. And in recent weeks, uh, we've seen um, plans by the US to put back some supply in terms of a draw from its SPR, its Strategic Petroleum Reserve, around 50 million barrels. How much of a dent uh, will that mean? How much does it add to the equation or change the equation? And what will OPEC Plus be doing, do you think? Uh, yes, so uh, SPR, especially the last week, not only in the U.S., but also in uh, major consumption countries in Asia, actually, has been, uh, been uh, one of the key topics in the oil market supply balance. So just to you know, share some kind of background of that SPR release, not only from the U.S., uh, but also in Asia. So first of all, the trigger point of that SPR release in the U.S. is because of the rising gasoline prices. Uh, we are seeing that in the past few weeks, the gasoline prices in the U.S. has been surpassing uh, uh, more than three U.S. dollars per, battle, uh, per gallon, which is a very high relative, uh, which is very high level 
in the U.S. And that actually uh, has been uh, pushing forward the Biden administration to set a new precedent uh, to release the SPR uh, stocks of crude oil in the absence of a major oil uh, disruption. Because previously, if you're just looking at the history of all of those SPR releases in the U.S., most of the circumstances is uh, in the wake of the major oil disruption. But this time, it is much more because of the rising prices. And if you just zoom into the, uh, the impact of the U.S. SPR release, is, uh, if you're just looking at the volumetric impact, it's just less than three days of total oil consumption in the U.S. 50 million barrels per day, uh, 50, 50 million barrels. Uh, you know, versus uh, more than 20 million barrels per day of oil consumption in U.S. So volumetrically, uh, it will just suffice less than three million barrels per day, uh, three, uh, three days of total oil consumption in the U.S. And uh, also on top of that, there's a lot of uncertainty regarding the U.S. SPR release. For example, the timelines, the, uh, the uh, kind of grade of the crude oil delivery and also the exact prices and the format of the SPR auction. So all of those mm. is highly uncertain thus far. So, and that is why right after the message uh, delivered from the U.S. to release the uh, SPR, we are seeing a very minimal reaction from the market uh, because, uh, because the impact so, so far is very minimal. Um, yeah. That's right. And just to wrap things up very quickly, you've got um, prices in focus. So what price would keep OPEC happy and what price would the U.S. find reasonable? Prices are already up more than 30% year to date. Where do you see it going from here? I think for the OPEC in the uh, medium term, uh, at least in the, in the coming quarters, we're seeing that uh, their satisfactory level of the, uh, uh, of the crude oil prices should be ranging around 80 U.S. dollars per barrel, which is a little bit higher than the current prices after the plunging trajectory in the past few days. Well, on the counterparts of the U.S., definitely, I think, as I mentioned before, that the trigger point of the SPR release is because of rising prices of gasoline. So there's no, uh, there's no specific, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a standards for the U.S. to be happy about the prices. It is much more about the how the uh, end user prices in the format of either gasoline or the other mm. kerosene and gas oil will be eventually more acceptable to all of those people living in the U.S. All right. We've been sharing Zhu Wei Wang. He is the manager for Asia Oil Analytics for S&P Global Plats, giving us a preview of the OPEC Plus decision tomorrow. Thanks, Zhu Wei, for your time. Thank you, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.